We serve an on-time God, do we not? Hallelujah. Oh, bless his name. Bless his name. It's, a, it's just a wonderful to be with you today. I, I've known your pastor and his wife for several years. When uh, we went to Covenant Praise there at Cuba, he was just a teenage boy. And uh, we've watched him grow up in the Lord. We've watched his struggles. We've we watched God uh, take a hold. And it's just awesome to see him come here and pastor your church. You've got a great pastor and family. And they're wonderful people. And uh, I, I thank Brother Dane for allowing me to come and having confidence in me. And I, I, uh, I've done everything in the ministry. I've, I've been associate pastor. I've done prison ministry. I've pastored. And, and, uh, and now I'm, just, uh, I'm still doing prison ministry and helping out the church we're at. Uh, used to be Potosi Church of God. Now it's Reviving Hope Church of God. And we brought two churches together there at Potosi. Uh, uh, Arnold Branch and, and Potosi Church of God and now we're reviving hope and, and uh, we're going to have to knock the doors down because we're completely full ain't that wonderful and God is moving and I believe God is moving here today amen and uh, he's in our midst uh, hallelujah he's in our midst Lord I just asked uh, Lord the spirit of the Lord where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and, Lord, I pray liberty in the house today. I pray freedom, Lord. Lord, that your word will go for, forth. Freedom that we will receive your word. Freedom, Lord, to, to, to Lord, uh, uh, surrender and uh, uh, to lay down our needs and our, our struggles, Lord. Just have your way today, Lord. And we just ask it right now in Jesus' name. Before I get into my message, I, I, I just feel this in my spirit uh, uh, Jesus says, well, with man it is impossible, but with God all things are possible. And I believe that is for somebody today. Uh, uh, it's impossible with you, but not with God. I've been in impossible situations before, but when I turn it over to God, it becomes possible. Do you hear me? God makes a way. God opens the door or closes the door and he guides the way. He, he, he gives what I am need of and he knows what I'm in need of. And you may struggle today with the impossibility in your life, but I'm here to tell you, you have the possible in your life and that is Jesus Christ. That is the Lord. And God can make that thing possible. Whatever it is in your life, He will make it possible. He, he, he can give you the finances that you need to go where you need. He can close the door and open up another one. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, God is able and if we'll learn to turn the need over to Him and quit looking at what is impossible what is too big for us uh, don't, man wants to try to, to do it themselves but there comes a time where we can't do it and we have to learn to turn it over to the Lord uh, hallelujah that's sermon number one that's not where I want to go today but I felt in my spirit I needed to share that I, for, to someone I don't know who but you receive it today because I believe God has given that to you. It is possible. <laughs> Begin to believe for it. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. If you want to see the possibilities, just go to your Bible and see how God made it possible for man. How could David face the giant? How could Israel cross the Red Sea? You just can go on and on to the impossibilities of man, but God made it possible. How could they get through the Jericho Wall? But God made those things possible. And I'm here to tell you, God can make those things possible. Uh, the wall that is too big, the sea that is too wide to cross, the giant that is too tall, God can make it. Maybe that's what I should have preached today. God can make it possible for you. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. How many knows God can make it possible? It ain't too big, church. It's not too big. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One of the things I believe that is the most important in our, thing in our life is one of the fruits in the Spirit. The first one is love. We know that. And, and what is it? Galatians chapter 5 or 6 tells us that. Uh, love. You've got to have love before you can have all the rest of it. But what's the second one? Joy. Nehemiah said the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Uh, 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 if you want to have victory in your life, if you want to be used of God, if you want to go to that place, if you want to go there in God, you got to have joy. you got to have the joy of the Lord. And we know it begins through salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ that we become a new creature in Christ Jesus and a new person begins to evolve or take its place in our life. And I know there's time, I know myself... Uh, it was a process. Uh, God is faithful to pick us up as we fall. He is faithful to put his arms around us and teaches us. And, and, and we go there. God wants us to go there. And he wants us to have the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is, is our key. We got to keep the joy. And if you look at that word and study that word joy there, it, it, it means praise. It means praise. And, and so uh, just because we're going through the valley, just because we're going through the difficult times, it doesn't mean that we can't have joy. Joy doesn't circumstance. Joy comes from what's within us. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, and we got to let that joy take its place. If we want to have victory in our life, if we want to have victory over our circumstances, that means we got to pray and, and, and worship God through our circumstances. Uh, uh, Peter, uh, Paul and Silas uh, uh, in Acts chapter 16 could have uh, uh, been discouraged and they could have blamed God because they were in prison. Lord, we, we delivered that lady. We prayed deliverance over her. She had a demon in her and because of it, we're in prison. Our backs are beating and we're hurting. It ain't fair, God, but no. It said at the midnight hour, at the darkest hour, they begin to praise God. They begin to lift the Lord up. They begin to let God have His way in the place. And the place was shaken. Don't you know God wants to shake in your home. He wants to shake in your, your church and your community. It will just begin to praise Him. Just because you're going through a difficult time, begin to praise God through it and see what God will do. 
Oh, uh, 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 David found himself at Ziglag. I, I, I don't believe it was in the will of God, but he went out to go war with the Philistine, and when he come back, everything is taken. All, all his men and, and all of his family was from him. His, the scripture said his two wives were taken from him. And you, you, if you study, you know what their names mean? Joy and delight. See, the, the devil wants to capture your joy and your delight. He wants to take your joy away from you. He don't, because DMI said, in Nehemiah 8 and 10, I believe it is, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I'm here to tell you, if you lost your joy, you need to get your joy back. If you're going through difficult times, let the joy of the Lord be your strength. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. David said, let me find the scripture. Glory to God. Psalms 30 and 5. Weeping endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. We may have difficult nights and days, but if we hold on and we keep praising God, see, let me get back to David. David lost it all. All this family and all the men with him, they lost their family. They took them all. Uh, the Amorites come in, I believe it was, and took them. And so, so it says they, they, they cried till they cry no more. And, and, and the men wanted to they thought of stoning David. But the scripture, what did David do then? It said that he encouraged himself in the Lord. It's the last chapter there in 1 Samuel. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And, 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 uh, or, or, or he strengthened, as some scriptures say, call it strengthen him. How did he do that? Uh, I believe he went back to those songs Brother Yates, I believe he went back all those songs he wrote and he began to sing, uh, sing uh, uh, Psalms 23 and uh, uh, Psalms 46 and 1. Uh, the Lord is my refuge and my strength and help in time of need. Uh, he began to sing these songs of Zion unto the Lord. He began to encourage himself that God was bigger than his circumstances. He was bigger than what was taken from him and that he could get them back. Maybe you have children that are lost and been taken captive and you said oh and you're heartbroken over them and you're weeping over them and you're struggling over them oh begin to let joy don't forget the God that you serve and the God is bigger than the, than your problem bigger than those things that are taken captive and God can bring them back Hallelujah. I believe that. And so after he encouraged himself, after he recognized, after he got God done praising God, that's what I believe he did. Then he began to recognize that God was bigger than his circumstances and bigger than where he was at. And so what did he do? Then he inquired of the Lord. And then God told him to pursue and recover. I've got another word for you. You have lost children. God has a word for you today. Pursue and recover them. Pursue and recover them. Don't give up on them. 
Don't, don't give them despair because it seems like they'll never come out. They'll never come out of their drugs. They'll never come out of the situation they're in. But I'm going to tell you, God can bring them out. God can send the right person to them, the right situation that they'll turn to God and they'll open their blinded eyes just like the prodigal son. So he came to himself and he said, my, my father's servants are better off than I am and I'll go back as a servant. He humbled himself and the father was waiting on him and met him. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, God wants you to recover those things that has been taken captive from you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, if you don't have love and you don't have joy, you're not going to have peace. You don't have goodness and meekness and mercy. But it all begins with the love of Jesus Christ. And when the love of Jesus Christ is in your heart, then you're going to find His joy. Oh, hallelujah. You're going to find His joy. If you have your Bible, I want us to look at Isaiah 61 and 3. Hallelujah. I have the New King James Version, and yeah, it's the same. it says to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the 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 garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, uh, uh, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah! How many knows? In our despair that we need uh, the poor, the joy, the joy of the Lord over our mourning. Uh, quit mourning uh, for those things that you've lost uh, and let the joy of the Lord come in uh, and begin to let Him. Uh, see, when we let His joy come in, uh, just like David, uh, he was mourning for his children, but when he began to strengthen himself in God, he recognized uh, that God wasn't done yet, uh, that God can work in the situation. Amen? And and so, uh, uh, let's get some joy today in our worship, in our praise, and let's just begin to uh, anoint ourselves with that joy. Uh, But it says the spirit of heaviness. uh, Put on the, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The spirit of heaviness refers to discouragement. It is to be replaced by an abundant life. The garment of praise. See, the power of worship filled praise to cast off the oppressive work of the darkness. The garment of praise. This Hebrew word here shows praise as more than a piece of clothing casually drawn over a shoulder. It literally teaches us to wrap or cover ourselves that the garment of praise is to leave no openings through which hostile environments can penetrate. This garment of praise repels and replaces the heavy spirit. Did you hear what I just said? Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> 
The garment of praise isn't just to be thrown over your shoulder casually. Do you hear me? It isn't going to, to work in your life if you just praise God casually. Do you hear me, church? But you've got to cover yourself. It says to put on the garment of praise. Cover your mind. Cover your heart and your spirit. See, the devil's trying to bring heaviness and discouragement and depression in your life. He don't want you to praise God. He wants you to be like the children of Israel in their captivity. And he wants you to to hang up your harp and quit singing the songs of Zion. That's what the devil wants. But you must put on the garment of praise. You must put it on church. Hallelujah. And if you do, God will give you victory. You're here today and you you have depression. You're here today and you get discouraged. We get discouraged over many things. And the Bible said in the last day we would be offended easy. And we're seeing that right now. We're living in the last days. And Jesus is coming back very soon. And in the midst, I don't know what we'll have to face before the rapture take place. I know we as Christians, we want to, uh, to go out of here before all chaos takes place. And I read in my Bible, it's going to get bad. But we, we as Christians, if we have to face the difficulties, some of them, I don't, I don't believe myself, I don't believe we're going to go through the tribulation. But if we may have to begin to face the beginning of them. And difficulty. The Bible talks about famines and earthquakes and wars and rumors of war and they're happening. But it may be right in our window. It may be those things may happen right before us. Are we still going to have the joy of the Lord? Are we still going to be able to put see if you can't? then you're not going to, because that's going to be an opportunity for us as a church and as Christians to witness to people. And they're going to watch you, how you react. And I, I'm, I believe my God will take care of me. And my Bible tells me I've never seen the righteous forsaken or begging for bread. And I believe I, I serve a God who will take care of me. But if we don't learn to put on the garment of praise, if we give in to our feelings and our struggles and our disappointments and our unmet expectations and our hurt feelings and we give in to them, they will take over. If the the church and the pastor and the teacher and and everyone around us and and our, our spouses and our children don't do the things we want, are we going to let it overwhelm us? Are we going to have the spirit of heaviness? But in the midst of that, we got to put on praise. We've got to begin to think on the things of God. Paul said in, in, in Philippians chapter 4, uh, I, I believe it's uh, verse 8, but it, it says think on things that are, 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 are uh, honest and true and, and praiseworthy and, and a virtue. Think on these things. And we got to get our minds upon the things of God. We got uh, the music we listen to, the things we uh, read and watch on TV. It should honor God. Uh, we are to be a righteous people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we got to put on the garment of praise. You got to cover yourself with His praise. You want victory in your life. Uh, put on that. When, when you're battling situations like David, you got to begin to encourage yourself and you got to put on that garment of praise. Oh, hallelujah. 
This ain't my fault how long I preach because I don't see no clock on the wall. <laughs> Hallelujah. We've got to put on the garment of praise. <laughs> see, this garment of praise repels and replaces the heavy spirit. This special message of instruction and hope is for those oppressed by fear and doubt. Put on this garment. See, a warm coat uh, from our closet only resists the cold wind when it is put on. When distress, be dressed with praise. Do you hear me, church? Put on praise. Put on praise. In Philippians 4 and 4, Paul begins, Rejoice in the Lord. See, I believe when he wrote this passage of Scripture, I believe, I believe uh, someone was writing it for him. He was getting elderly, and, and, and they were writing it. He had a man that was writing it for him. And he said, Rejoice in the Lord. And the man stopped Paul. He said, Paul, how can you rejoice in the Lord and all that you've been to? Look at your scars. <laughs> look, look, you've been, you've been beaten with a, a, a rod five, what was it, three times and, and, and a, 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 a whipped with the cat and nine tails five times. Jesus only had it done once, but the scripture said, I believe it was five. And he was stoned and left for dead and, and, and his people... They turned from him at times and, and, and he was shipwrecked and, and he was snake bitten and, and it just one thing after another. And you look at his life and it is filled with scars. And he said, how, how can you, Paul, rejoice in the Lord? And he said, see, he was a man that believed in praise. And he said, again, I say rejoice. Again, I say rejoice. Hallelujah. We must rejoice in the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's, let's read some of that there. Uh, in, in chapter 4. I want to show you some scriptures there. Praise God. Verse 5 says, so Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. <laughs> Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving that your requests be made known to God and the peace of God which passeth all understanding will, understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? Don't be anxious but pray and thanksgiving unto the Lord and the peace of God will surround you. Hallelujah. With surpassed all understanding. Though uh, no, you don't understand it, God will give you peace and will guard your heart. Do you hear me, church? But I like verse 10. He says, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care for me has flourished again, though you surely did care, but you lacked opportunity. He talked to the church here. He said, uh, I know you cared, but you wasn't able to come to me at the time. 
Not that I speak with regard to need, for I have learned into whatever state I am to be content. For I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. Oh, hallelujah. There again we find our strength comes from rejoicing in God. He said, I learned whether I am down or I am up, I learned to be content in the Lord. Uh, Though things aren't going my way, uh, though I'm going to pray for things to get better in my life and I believe God will make them better, it's not going to hinder my relationship with the Lord. Do you hear me? I can be content in God whether I'm up or down. Uh, so, uh, some people can't praise God uh, unless they're up and some can't praise Him unless they're the lowest. But I, I believe God wants us on the even keel. Whether, whether we're up or down, we're still going to praise Him. We're still going to worship Him. We're, we're still going to live for Him. Uh, and we will find strength in him to face everything that we have to face. We're not going to give up because God is on our side and he's our, uh, he's, we're his children and he said he would not forsake us but he would go with us and that's the hope that we have, church, and everything we have to face in life. Oh, praise his holy name. See, he learned to be content in all circumstances. Contentment will bring great freedom to, to your life. Uh, how Paul rejoiced. Uh, how, can, how can he be content with everything that he faced as a minister? Oh, he led these churches. He built these churches. He was over them all. And then he had all these things, persecution to come against him. Only by the strength of God because he had the joy. He never lost his joy. He never lost his praise. He continued to rejoice in God regardless of where he was at and what situation he was in. And God always seen him through. Hallelujah. I want to conclude with this. If you have your Bible, Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 16 through 19. Oh, hallelujah. Or you might call it Habakkuk. I know people pronounce it different ways. It's a minor prophet, I believe. It says, I'll just read the scripture and then I want to share with you. It says, Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit be in the vine, and though the labor of the olive may fail, and the, and, the, and the field yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the foal, and there be no herd in the soul. That's bad, ain't it? Let me back up to verse 16. Listen to what he says. When I heard, when he heard the news of what, see, God revealed to him that the Babylonians were going to come and take over Israel and Jerusalem. And he said, when I heard my body trembled and my lips quivered at the voice and rottenness entered into my bones and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. And when he comes up to, to the people and he will invade them with his troops. So he, he gives a prophecy that they were going to be invaded. 
And he trembled like the rest of them. And then he, he spoke of the famine and everything. There would be no food. That's bad, isn't it? But verse 18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet or hind's feet. He, he, he will make me to walk on high places, high hills. Hallelujah. See, uh, oh, the Lord, when, when we allow Him to strengthen us and we can praise Him through the circumstances, He will give us strength. Uh, have you ever seen a, a deer climb a steep embankment? I work at a quarry. And I've seen deer in that, get in that choir and try to get out. And I've seen them climb almost walls. They barely had a little bit of slope on them. And they could still climb it. It was because of their, their feet, the way they were made. They could climb those steep places just like a goat. And, and see, God, God will give us strength to climb up high places in the midst of our trouble when we will learn to rejoice in the Lord. Uh, aren't you thankful for that? Uh, hallelujah. Aren't you thankful for that? Uh, oh, hallelujah. I, I, I'm concluding, I promise. But I want you to hear this. Uh, uh, this is why it's so important to rejoice in the Lord. See, the, the, this man, Habakkuk, uh, a man of song, uh, there in, here in chapter 3, his prophecy was a, that magnificent psalm of praise to God. He, he had moved from the problem to prayer to faithfulness to a song. See, if you read chapter 1, he questions God. And he said, why are all these things happening to me? He had a problem, did he not? But then in chapter 2, I believe it is, God told him that... Told him that uh, uh, the righteous <coughs> shall live by faith. <coughs> Excuse me. The righteousness of he was a man that was faithful to the Lord, and he become a man of prayer. And he went, he went to a, a prayer tower, and he began to pray and seek the face of God. And God revealed to him and gave him prophecy of what was happening before him. And through that. When it was re revealed to him that they were going to be invaded, uh, uh, he become a man with a song. And this is where we at here in chapter three. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Uh, this excellent pattern from a Christian enduring a crisis in your life. Uh, every one of us has endured crises in our life. We're going to as long as we live in this world. Uh, but but it, how are we going to live through that crisis? When we put our hope in the Lord and we will keep rejoicing in Him. And I encourage you, whatever you're going through, put your hope in Christ. Uh, few passages in the Word of God exceed Habakkuk's song of exaltation and praise. It recognizes that God is sovereign over all the, uh, and that life and however difficult it is under divine control, it's under control by God. He begins his prayer with fear and trembling and he concludes with joy and triumph, what I read to you. Uh, joy 
And God is never out of season. When, we, when we're met with losses and crosses, His joy is, is our strength. In adversity or prosperity, His joy is our strength. In sickness or in health, His joy is our strength. See, we've got to be content in the Lord. Regardless of what it is. Uh, hallelujah. When all is gone, God is not gone. When all is done, God is not done. Uh, uh, we can rejoice in the Lord. Never hear this. Never suppress the nightingale in your, voice, in your soul. Uh, let a song break forth. Recognize that God is alive in power and strength. Uh, God is praised by the whisper of the wind, the song of a bird, the glory of the sunrise, and the ripple of a brook. I wish I wrote this, but I found this. <laughs> Hear this. This is a, uh, the reason for this. But, but he rejoices most in the praises of his saints. Do you hear me? Nature can praise him. The ripple of the brook, the wind, the whisper of the wind, the, the bird that sings, all these things. We got a bunch of hunters in here. I heard them talking earlier. You go out in, in nature and you can see the beauty of the Lord. <laughs> and it speaks, it, pra- it sings its praises uh, unto God. But what God desires more is that His people will praise Him. Oh, hallelujah. That is what He needs, is that His people will praise Him. When in crisis, on the mountaintop or in the valley, praise Him. It doesn't matter, but He wants you to praise Him. If you will, He will give you strength to stand through your uh, situations. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? Uh, Do we have musicians? Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? Oh, hallelujah. 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 Lord, have your way today.